I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Welcome to the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. This is Julie Potowitz, your host. Today, I'm talking to Matt Reiners, and Matt Reiners is the co-founder of Eversound, a technology company dedicated to ending social isolation for older adults by giving every resident the gift of hearing. After seeing his grandmother struggle with hearing, Matt, along with his other co-founders, saw an opportunity to help improve residents' quality of life through better listening experiences. A serial entrepreneur, Matt has helped start two companies and is an up-and-comer in the senior living industry. Matt is a very accomplished guy. Uh, he's a recipient of the 2018 Forbes 30 Under 30 and 2019 Argentum Senior Living Leader Under 40 and 2018 National Association of Activity Professionals Business Affiliate Award of Excellence. Wow. Welcome, Matt. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. And I promise, despite the bio, I am not as cool as I sound, but uh, excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Well, you are an up-and-comer in the senior living industry, and that's all really exciting, everything that you bring to the table. Matt and I met just about six or seven months ago at a conference and at an instant connection and saw a lot of professional synergy and also became friends. And the senior living business, Matt, I don't know if you'll agree, but it, it just dry, it draws such positive, warm people. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think senior living as a whole, you know, 90, 95% of the people that are working in this industry are, are doing it for the right reasons. And we all seem to gravitate towards one another and uh, all become fast friends. It feels that way. It does. So this podcast focuses on sales, customer experience, and I understand, and you are the co-founder of your company, but you also serve as chief sales officer. And I'm curious, you know, many operators or business owners don't feel comfortable in the sales seat necessarily. I'm just curious, what do you enjoy about doing sales for Eversound? Yeah, it's always a great question. And, and when I think of sales, and I think sometimes people have got like this negative viewpoint or think of like the used car salesman uh, sort of persona. But what I just love doing about sales is just really partnering with communities, partnering with like-minded individuals and really helping them to achieve their goals and making them look really good amongst their peers. So for me, you know, of course, there's the business outcomes and, you know, hitting our goals and revenue goals and all that sort of stuff. But I just love, you know, how we created Eversound from basically a, a blank sheet of paper to really growing it now and helping communities to improve the quality of life for their residents. And, uh, you know, I, I look at selling as just being a problem solver and, and helping people to achieve what their vision or what their, you know, mission might be. Yeah, I agree. And when you said their mission, you know, it's all about the customer, right? And finding out 
what it is that is important to them. And so, oh. often, you know, sales is like that four letter word or five letter word. Uh, people don't like that word sales because that pushy person, but I think pushy comes from someone who's not listening and just pushing an agenda. 100%. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's definitely bad salespeople out there, but I find with the good salespeople is the ones that are listening, you know, keeping their ear to the ground and, and just trying to be helpful, right. Even if it's outside of, you know, how I could help somebody directly, but if I hear something or something, you know, read an article that might be relevant um, or can inter make an introduction, I always find that is just like a great, way to to really help one and you know it doesn't have to be we're, we're people first and if you can really just have that relationship focus and that partner focus and you know trying to lift others up I, I find that's just like a great sales mentality to have it is it is so speaking of sales what skill do you think we've talked about listening but what skill do you think is most important to master for great sales so I, I would have to say it's listening. It, it really is. I mean, there's, and just being like situational listening, because there's so many times where I've had conversations with people and, and to me, right? Like, you know, talking about Eversound, selling Eversound is always for me, priority number one, but for others, it's, it, that's usually not the case. So trying to understand even like the small gestures or like the, the size or the breaths or, and understanding you know, what might else be on someone's plate and understanding what priorities are. Cause I can tell you, you know, until the cows come home of why we're the best solution and why someone should partner with us. But until I really understand and listen about what's the goals of an organization and, and how Eversound can make that come alive, um, I, I find that is what it really comes down to. So I think if there's one important thing for great salespeople to, is to listen, I mean, there's the age old saying of, you know, uh, God gave me one mouth and two ears, use them appropriately. So, you know, I always try and think of that when it comes to some of these early meetings or just early conversations is be a better listener than I am talker. And it is a skill. You know, it is a skill. I think people are, um, we're all, you know, very fast paced. We're all very excited about what we do. Right. And while we don't mean to necessarily, we, without really conscious effort and practice, we tend to talk more about ourselves or our product and service if we're in a quote unquote sales environment, right? Than a listening environment. Exactly. And I think, you know, it just comes with nerves and like feeling that you have to say a certain thing or you have to sell the product, but I find being okay with the silence and being okay with the, un, you know, the uncomfortable moments. That's where uh, I find some of the great salespeople thrive. The power of the pause, right? The power of the pause, kind of pausing before, after someone's talked, pausing to confirm that the person has stopped talking and to really absorb what they're saying, you know, before jumping in. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I wanted to ask you, since you do sell your service to senior living communities, I'm in, I'm just curious about, can you give us an example of a great first impression that you've recently had when visiting a community and, and what was it about 
what was happening or, or what, what made it such a great impression, first impression? Yeah. So I'm like, a, I'm a big believer in just like energy, right? Like the energy people give off. And I think Julie, that's why you and I kind of gravitated towards each other because we're giving off similar energy, but you know, I've gone in the communities where you can just feel it when you walk in, like, it just feels different you know, whoever's at reception is, is greeting you with a smile is seems to be happy to be there. You know, you thought you see some of the residents there, you know, engaged in things, not just like sitting there falling asleep and stuff. So there's definitely been situations where I've, I've shown up to a community and you can just feel the vibe is different in a good way. And then, you know, but unfortunately I've been on the other side of the spectrum where you go there and it's kind of like, you know, no one's really giving you any, any attention. You're kind of just standing there, kind of looking around, twiddling your thumbs. And it's, I just find like that first impression is just so powerful and, and really just making sure that the people that are, might be that first line are, are really the impression setters and that can really do a lot of good for you. You know, it sounds so simple when I hear you say it it, you didn't mention a thing about the type of community. It was new. It was older. It was fancy. It was more traditional. You talked about a feeling and emotion and what you feel may contribute to that, what the team may be doing. And it's so simple, right? But it, I guess it's not always easy because I'm sure you've had impressions that weren't great in first impressions. I know I have. So what is one thing, like a piece of advice, if you were giving a team, like, please do this or focus in this area to improve or keep that first impression feeling excellent? Yeah. So I think it, I think some of it kind of comes into just like people being appreciated for, for their work. Right. You know, you always hear these stories of people just wanted to thank you or people just wanted to be shouted out or, you know, someone just wanted a high five or a good job. So I think in some of those scenarios where those people that, you know, might feel at times that they're lower on the totem pole, unfortunately, I think those are some of the people you need to build up and some of the people that you need to give kudos for and just like continue to give that positive reinforcement um, and making sure that when those positive interactions are happening, you're acknowledging that and acknowledging that amongst the team and, and really setting the standard that way. So I think it really starts with, you know, whoever the leadership is in within, within that community, it starts with them. You know, if, if they're not happy to be there, I don't, I doubt anybody else will, but showing that appreciation for some of those people working on the front lines, giving these experiences, you know, interacting with the families is, is just such an important group to, to build out and, or build up and, and make sure that it's known that they feel appreciated and that you couldn't do what you're doing today if it wasn't for their, their hard work day in and day out. You know, Matt, I don't think you've ever told me in words that you're excited about what you do or that you love what you do, but I can tell that you do. And to your point, if you're not, if the leader, all the team leaders, all the team members aren't coming excited with, or just with a, a passion for what they do and who they serve, that or whatever emotion or whatever feeling they bring to the table, it's going to just emanate, right? You don't have to tell somebody that you're in a positive frame of mind or that you are very customer focused or that you're really 
you know, passionate about what you do, because that will come through in who you are and, and, and just your energy, like you mentioned. Exactly. And I think, you know, as part of that, like, so for better, or for worse, for Eversound, I've become the face of it, but we've got 30 people behind me that if it weren't for the amazing things that they're doing and the amazing experiences that they're delivering, everything that I do wouldn't be possible. So it's just, again, kind of appreciating those people behind the scenes and making sure that their job matters and that, you know, it is a team effort, even though sometimes it might be the, the individual ED that gets all the praise, you know? So it's all about just trying to keep the people first. Cause again, we're, we're people first and people want to work with other people that, are, you know, and want to be in places longer when they enjoy working there. Hey, switching gears just a little bit, a lot of, sales directors, certainly executive directors, community relations directors uh, are doing or should be doing outreach, external business development, you know, B2B to build up a strong referred prospect pipeline. And you do a lot of B2B, you do a lot of outreach. And I'm just curious if you could tell us Give us an example. Tell us a story of how you finally got in front of somebody who was really tough to reach. How did you do it? You know, what work around what, what finally worked? Yeah. So I think it, for, for me and my strategy, I just try and zig when everyone else tries to zag. Um, I just try and be different and be memorable and, and really just try and stand outside or, you know, get outside the box in terms of some of those thinkings and, you know, I think, Juliet, I'd already had your attention, but even just thinking and building the relationship between us two, I know we were at the Smash conference together and you were signing your book, which if you haven't gone and picked it up, you should definitely go do that. But Julia, if you could tell the people what I had you sign and if anybody else had asked you to sign that that week. <laughs> That's a great example. Um, and I am the chief sales officer or the acting chief sales officer for a regional, a super regional uh, company called Vitality Living. So Matt is, is like, I would be a customer of yours, right? And exactly. yes, was at Smash uh, doing a book signing this fall. And Matt brought, he said, oh, I would, you know, he brought the book. He'd already purchased the book and my book. And he said, I'd really love you to sign this. And I thought it was great that he'd already read it and was uh, dog-eared a bit, which I thought was cool. It was a cool impression. And he said, I have something else for you to sign. I said, oh, okay, sure, what's that? And Matt brought his high school yearbook. <laughs> so I got to sign your, is that, that's when you were a senior, right? And you were, I think you were nominated most flirtatious. I, I was class flirt, yes. Wear that badge probably. And I remember, I, I can't say I remember absolutely everything that happened in the conference, but I remember that you were the class flirt in your high school. Uh, yep. <laughs> So, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's those, it's those kind of, I they're not fun or, or unique or no one's ever asked me to sign their high school yearbook. Well, in a long, a very, very long time. <laughs> and, and look at it now too, Julie, right? We've got that relationship. We've got that shared unique experience. And I'll have to say you've responded to all my emails since you signed that yearbook. So in some scenarios, it worked. There we go. There we go. So, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I find, I mean, just being, 
personable, remembering certain things about people and, and trying to talk about, you know, some of those personal things first, you know, I think everyone's so quick to kind of pitch what they do and pitch their product. But, you know, if you're leading with, Hey, where are you from? Do you have a family? You know, and try to better understand for who people are rather than what they represent in terms of like a business opportunity and getting on that personal level, it will come up what you do. You know, people ask, what do you do? And then that can give an opportunity to kind of segue into that. But I find just like being personable, being different and uh, really just trying to lean into that and just, uh, you know, not afraid to, to fail or fall on your face because, you know, everyone knows I've definitely done that a few times. So it's just all about how you can align with them at, on a personal level and, and build that relationship. Because again, people want to work with people and business isn't going to happen until that trust and that relationship's in place. That's so, so important. Well, Matt, again, I really appreciate you uh, joining me on the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. Before we uh, close out today, is there any advice that you would give to those of us doing senior living sales? Yeah, so I think there's, granted, I've never been in the position, so take everything I say with a, a grain of salt, but I just think, you know, people are going to remember shared experiences. And if you're able to find out, you know, if someone's coming in and touring and you figure out that their favorite, you know, basketball team is the Lakers, you know, if you can do something on that tour where, you know, it's something of like the Lakers pops up or you send them a cameo afterwards of a former Lakers player, giving them a shout out. I just think there's things that you can do to really take that you know, we say we take the community centered approach and those that we sell to, but just taking that person centered approach and trying to understand what makes people tick and really trying to grasp that and just, you know, be experiential, you know, look for opportunities to stand out, look for opportunities to provide a more engaging experience, you know, look for opportunities to really just be that person when someone thinks of, Hey, I, I trust that person, you know, that's the person you should strive to be. Couldn't say it any better, Matt. Appreciate you being one of my inaugural, I have a hard time saying that word, inaugural guests and a, a really valued contributor to the senior living space and any space that you contribute to. Uh, most importantly, the dad space. If any of you are um, on LinkedIn you will have had an opportunity to see Matt's beautiful little baby girl who's growing rapidly. So I hope you and your family have a wonderful new year. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Julie.